All right, fellow fact checkers, we've got a brand new sponsor, and I am excited to promote this product. It's Fox and Sons Coffee. Now, Fox and Sons Coffee is a family-owned and operated small business selling whole bean, organically roasted, amazingly good coffee. On their website, Steve, the company's founder, describes how his love of coffee started with special Saturdays with his dad when he was growing up. Steve wants to share his love of coffee with you and the entrepreneurial spirit with his sons. Check out the website, foxnsons.com. And take a look at their best offer. A monthly subscription for three bags of coffee with free shipping for $38.89. Also, Steve's been on the show. He's a friend of the show. He follows us on the morning after as well as here on Fact Check This Podcast. Steve is a great dude. Great company to support. So go check out Fox and Sons Coffee. And get your morning started off right with a bag of delicious Fox and Sons Coffee. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast and continuing down the road of Justin Reed's stuff. Uh, a couple more articles that I'm going to talk about. Uh, if you hadn't noticed the the articles that I'm talking about in the Justin Reed stuff series here, kind of hit a wide vari- uh, variety of different topics and stuff. It's It's just stuff that i've found and i was interested in and it's not necessarily current eventsy type stuff it's just stuff that warrants a conversation and if anybody hears any of this stuff and you would like to further the conversation on any of these topics please feel free to hit me up i would love to have you on Uh, i will also probably be continuing this series throughout the rest of definitely the rest of november and possibly through the rest of the year Uh, this is kind of crazy hectic months with holidays and everything else going on plus i work uh a lot and got kids to deal with so not going to be a whole lot of interviews and live shows going on unless somebody you know really wants to do it i'm going to do a whole bunch of these to round out the year and then kick off 2023 with a little bit of vigor and come back and look to put together some panels and start doing some live streams and stuff like that again but for the for the time being you're going to get justin uh fumbles through attempting to read stuff in true redneck fashion so for today's article we have this is from blaze media liberals attack new york times over article documenting adolescents who regret transgender operations the new york times published an article detailing regrets from people who received transgender surgeries and many on the left went on the attack on social media Azine Garashi, the Times science writer, tweeted that she wrote the article because many on the left denied that operations related to the transgender agenda were being performed on underage people. Wrote about transgender adolescents getting top surgery and how frequently it really happening, why and what the risks may be. Um, And this is from a tweet that's, I think it's since been deleted, but, you know, people tend to puss out on stuff like this. Uh, The article said that such surgeries are rare for underage people, but documented how some people regretted the decision later. Both the Times and Garashi were assailed on social media. So conservatives lie about genital surgeries. People on the left tell the truth about genital surgeries. And uh, something, something, both sides, responded activist Parker Malloy. This is transphobic fear-mongering, even if unintentional. And there's no reason to focus on top surgery specifically except to stoke cultural flames for attention. 
This isn't journalism, it's a non-story. It exists to create a controversy and mollify cisgender people's biases, to create a permission structure for us on the left to ignore the state rep repression of parents with trans kids and trans families, read another tweet. Twitter is an absolute cesspool if I haven't said it before. I mean, I love it and I definitely contribute to the to the shit, but <clears throat> yeah. Others accuse Garashi and the Times of putting transgender lives at risk with the report. Finally canceled my subscription over this both sides garbage at New York Times. You are endangering trans lives by feeding into the misinformation, said one user. People like Azine are going to get hospitals bombed and doctors assassinated with their lies and disinformation, said another critic. Do you share the goal of exterminating trans people, or do you simply not care who suffers so you can make a buck, read another tweet. One can only hope for no violence, but if a doctor is killed or a hospital is bombed, you should be required to cover the story after writing this bullshit and adding fuel to the fire, wrote another detractor. The Department of Justice has vowed to investigate threats against hospitals over transgender surgeries, after being exposed on social media. So here's the interesting thing about this article, and I'm going to go to another article here in just a second. This is just like the outrage porn that is the left. If you don't 100% align with everything that they have to say about everything all the time, you are evil. That's all there is to it. That's the way it works. You can either comply totally across the board without exception or you're an evil person this is how they operate and then when we look at the actual article itself which i'm going to pull that up briefly i'm not going to read through the whole thing because it is pretty long and there is a lot of information in it but i'll i'll link it in the show notes and hopefully you can check it out uh like the article itself that was posted in the new york times like there's nothing anti-trans about anything that's in this. This is purely a matter-of-fact look at what's going on with top surgeries and other transitioning surgeries. It It's, like I said, it's long. It's very well written. There's a whole lot of information on both sides. Uh, it openly acknowledges that there is not a whole lot of research and study that's been done on detransitioning or really the the information behind what's going on with all of these surgeries and stuff i i, I highly recommend it it's not it's very informative it's uh, tends to for something from the new york times i think the piece leans very neither neither way it's uh it's very just middle of the road, like here are the facts and this is the information and you do with it what you want. Uh, there was an interesting statistic in there that in most of the follow-up on, so there was a doctor that talks about how uh, the chest surgeries are generally well-received and don't get a lot of uh, regret or or a lot of like second guessing from patients that that this particular doctor has dealt with but it also said in the article that most of these studies that have been conducted on people who have gotten the surgery the studies usually don't go out more than a couple years so they're not following up with these people way down the line they're just it's just an immediate like 
how do you feel about this right now? Which is something that's been talked about a lot in, well, not a whole lot, or at least what has been talked about it has not getting a lot of, is not getting a lot of press in the, like the mainstream news cycles and stuff like that. But there has been a number of articles and things like that that are being put out about detransitioning and people who are coming back like, you know, five, 10, 15 years later and having serious regrets about what they did to their bodies. Also, an interesting statistic from the New York Times article is that on the top surgery stuff, 30% of people who had had it that they attempted to contact to find out if like how they felt about it, if they had regrets, so on and so forth. 30% of of the people who had had the surgery were non-respondent, didn't, never got back to them. Which takes us to another interesting topic and another interesting point. Uh, third article that I'm going to pull up here is that like, there could be a there could be a very dark reason why 30% of respondents or 30% of people who had had the surgery did not respond. And a, a new study reveals shocking rates of attempted suicide amongst trans adolescents. So I'm going to go through some numbers here and just kind of talk about this stuff. Uh, harrowing statistics from a study recently published by the American Academy of Pediatrics revealed alarming levels of attempted suicide amongst transgender youth, with the highest rates amongst transgender boy and non-binary youth. The findings emphasize the urgency of building welcoming and safe communities for LGBTQ young people, particularly for transgender youth. More than half of transgender male teens who participated in the survey reported attempting suicide in their lifetime, while 29.9% of transgender female teens said they attempted suicide. Amongst non-binary youth, 41.8% of respondents stated that they had attempted suicide at some point in their lives. Many transgender young people experience family rejection, bullying, and harassment or feel unsafe for simply, for simply being who they are, all of which can be added risk factors for suicide. Earlier this year, HRC released its 2018 LGBTQ Youth Report, which detailed similar alarming experiences, but also significant perseverance amongst LGBTQ young people in the face of daunting challenges. There are steps that can be taken to help prevent this tragedy, blah, 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 blah. There are other studies that show that upwards of 80% of transgender youth have thought about suicide over 40% have actually attempted suicide. If you continue to go up and, because they're just looking at very specific age ranges. If you continue to go up and you look at even older age ranges and stuff like that, um, like adults who transition, adults who identify as trans, whatever you want to talk about, or however, however you want to label it, uh, the rates get even higher. They, you know, in this article, it talks about this uh, emphasizes the urgency of building welcoming and safe communities. That's, I don't know about where you live, but we are in like bumfuck nowhere rural Indiana. And the schools and everything else are about as welcoming as they come. So if that's happening in rural America, what's it like in the cities? I guarantee you it's way more wealthy. I, the world 
and well, maybe not the world, but the United States is bending over backwards to try to make trans the norm, to try to make it a good thing. The reason that the suicide numbers are so high is not because they don't feel welcome. It's because it's a fucking mental illness. And it's similar to needing some criminal justice reform in that people who have serious mental illness should not be going to jail to get bullied and beat the hell up and, and all of this other stuff and and basically thrown to the wolves for years for things that might not have been entirely in their control at the time that they did them. Taking people with severe mental illness, with severe uh, dissociative problems, like that's what this is. This is a, it's a dissociative identity thing. That's that's why they're having, you know, these thoughts. That's why they feel like it's somebody else, or like I'm trapped in the wrong body. I'm trapped in somebody else's body. I think all this stuff. It's a mental illness. It's a fucking mental illness. And instead of addressing the mental illness. And instead of tackling it head on, saying, okay, let's like figure out ways to work through this and figure out like what is it that you need emotionally and physically and mentally to get past some of this stuff and be mentally well and to accept reality for what it is. No, no, that's unnecessary. Here's what we can do. We can change your reality and make it fit to whatever it is that your broken brain thinks it should be. Because that's a lot easier. And it's not that there's anything wrong with you. It's that there's something wrong with the world. The world doesn't accept you the way you are. So you should change the way you are to fit the way your brain says that you are so that the world will accept you. Is all this making sense? See why maybe 83 to 87% of people who identify as transgender put serious consideration into killing themselves at some point in their life? Why upwards of 40% of transgender youth, and I think it's around 50% of or more of transgender adults actually make an attempt And the number who succeed, I can't remember what the youth stats are, but it's between 40 and 45% of transgender adults are successful in that attempt. I mean, instead of giving these people actual medical treatment instead of giving these people actual psychological treatment instead of tackling the problem head on and putting in the work to try to help fix what's broken we just break it further and then act like we're surprised when they kill themselves in droves 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the whole transgender thing, like, especially in sports. But at the same time, I think it's in mental illness, and I think we need to be addressing that and not pushing it and promoting it and allowing it and encouraging it because encouraging it is exactly what's being done right now in schools across this fucking country in schools right here in rural bumfuck nowhere it's being done the shit's being encouraged instead of being mature in dealing with psychological and emotional concepts and feelings and issues rush to the most insane and easiest solution just be trans and transition and do what makes no sense whatsoever kind of the state of the planet i guess Please feel free to take all of this and reference back to the Nazi book burning episode that I did with Pete Quinones because a lot of things that we're seeing right now are huge callbacks to literally a hundred years ago. History may not repeat itself, but it definitely rhymes. And I'm hearing some of the same uh, some of the same cadence going on right now as as what if you look at if you look back at world history and this time a hundred years ago see a lot a lot of similarities and if you got a kid that's going through this shit have conversations talk about it don't rush to cut their tits off or saw their dick off figure out what the root of those thoughts and feelings are and and address it I can't believe that the I can't believe that women are okay with this and I can't believe the gay community is okay with this I I don't know crazy times That'll do it for this episode. I will be back with another one of these. I, the, the problem with doing these is I don't have a particular order that I'm releasing them in, so I don't know if this was a Wednesday or a Monday episode. Doesn't really matter. They all kind of go together. But um, hope you have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week. Be sure to check out all of my fantastic sponsors that you caught on either end of the show. And in the meantime, I hope everybody has a uh, good one. Later, everybody. Don't forget to head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check out our longest and most favorite sponsor, Carlos Vanessa Abelar and Paloma Verde CBD. Get all of your CBD needs and you get 10% off your order of $75 or more, plus anything over $75 is free shipping. So head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com to get all your CBD needs. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you.